We got some Star Trek announcements. Uh, as usual, some of these announcements, I think this episode is coming out in November, so some of these announcements will be somewhat old by the time, but not all of them. Yeah. Some of them will, yeah. will not be. Some of them will be ongoing, because it was uh, Star Trek Day. Now, I th- yes, I- now what, it, Lisa was asking me, like, why this particular day was Star Trek Day, because it's not a, like, May the 4th type thing, and I was like, I, my guess, is it just when Star Trek first aired? Well, there's always there's two different there's days they always announce stuff. There's, there's first contact day, and I think this is just like the first time that Star Trek aired day. Okay, I believe I'm not. I don't want. I don't feel like looking it up, but so that's fair. Yeah, I was someone just email us if we're. we're there's also Spocktober, which I feel like doesn't get enough love outside of. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I don't. Yeah, I mean, well, it's fine in timelines. I I don't like made up holidays to celebrate corporate entities. Even even corporate sure. entities, I like. I I um. I know our, our my friend Mark will listen to this, and I don't want to hurt his feelings because he always wishes me a happy uh, May the Fourth. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not my it's not my it's it's not like I, I appreciate the the will wishes of any kind from someone I care about, but I'm not usually I, I'm not someone who usually observes uh, corporate holidays. So I do like Perfect. the Star Trek days are kind of nice because they actually announce things about yeah they'll just kind of have the like shows. But I'm not like I'm not like you know lighting a an enterprise-shaped menorah or anything. Available now on our Etsy shop. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I, I, I just pulled up this thing from um, IGN, um, which just has uh, a list of, like, everything that they've announced They announced uh, on Star Trek Day. Yeah. Uh, also, like, as, as an aside, I pulled this one up because I was looking at it the other day, and I we don't really need to talk about this, except other than to say that they were... They, they kind of mentioned it as an aside in this article that when IGN posted... Um, a review of season two of Picard. They said it was possibly the worst season of Star Trek ever, which I think is an insane really? thing to say. <laughs> like I, I like as someone you know, if you've listened to our episode on that show earlier this year, like you'll know we were we were very uh, mixed on season three of Star Trek Picard. But I would say it's far from the worst season of Star Trek ever made. It's it's like yeah, I mean. Like it, you know. I would say season one of Picard, all uh, four seasons of uh, Discovery are worse. I would say probably season one of TNG is yeah, worse. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I haven't watched um, a full season of Enterprise, but I wouldn't be surprised if some of the seasons of Enterprise are worse, just based on like the sample sizes we've gotten. Like uh, that seems like a wild thing to say. Yeah, I think, I think but... season two of Picard like has enough like stuff that i enjoyed in it that like there's no way i would call it the worst ever that's yeah, wild because i i liked watching parts it's even of it. yeah i would say i even like even just with it it's i don't even think it's the worst season of star trek picard no 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 it's it's much better than season one yeah and like uh, unlike say other shows we could mention like there's not like, there's not like an episode where it's just like a goo man standing in uh, think some sand and then like just like yeah. talking for an hour, yeah. you know, um, and that and that's like one of the most famous episodes of that season of TNG. You yeah, know? like that's that's one of the ones people remember, <laughs> right? Um, anyway, uh, that's an aside. We don't need to talk about that, but just I just thought that was a crazy thing to say. Um, so yeah, season yeah. so season three of Picard's coming back on uh, February sixteenth of next year. Mm-hmm. Ten, and this ten is, episodes. Yeah, and long. this is the one that they've announced. Basically, the whole main cast of Next Generation will like 
appear in some capacity, right? Yeah, well, I think they're all, like, main cast members. It's, like, I think it's, like, them and then I think Raffi and and Seven Seven. are back. I don't think that, I don't think that What's-Her-Name, who becomes a Borg, is back. Or if she is, it's in, in like, a... She's not a main cast member, and then I... Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she, like, makes an appearance or something. And then, um, what's his name? Legolas. Uh, he... I saw... I watched the trailer that they debuted with it, um, which is, like, fine. It's fine. It's just, like, very much, like, the, the old people are back, and I'm like, well, I do like those old people. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, look at this person. You like them. Look at this yeah. person. You also like them. Um, but uh, I didn't see Legolas. Interesting. I don't, what is that character? Elnar, that's his name. Uh, could not think of it. Um, so he's, I didn't, I don't know what his deal is because he's, he's on the, he, he, he makes it through season, season two, even though you don't think he does, but he does. Um, does he, th- oh yeah, that's right. Cause yeah, he gets like revived. <laughs> he, like, like, yeah. He spends like most of the season dead and then, yeah, and um, he gets revived at the end. Yeah, I will say I am very nervous. I'm very nervous that like they're going to kill somebody. I, I, I honestly, I think if they kill Picard, I think that's okay. Like I, I, I would be again okay with that. The show is called Picard. Patrick Stewart is old. I think that he's yeah, gotten and it's like, like a set. It's like been the whole time. My understanding is it's been like sort of understood to be this like set three season arc. So yeah, it's so, like if they kill him, like end it that way. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I really don't want them to kill one of the other, <laughs> one of the other main cast members. Yeah. And they're also, and they haven't announced anybody. They haven't announced anybody else who's in it to kill. You know, it just seems like that's the <laughs> that's what they like to do. You know, like they like to, they like to off people. Um, I mean, I, I'm mostly joking because they they do that so much in in season one. But then you know they kill Q in season two. Spoiler alert, I guess if you haven't yeah seen the show yet, but. Um, I did also the other thing about the trailer that is interesting is that like Seven is in Starfleet now and she gets to say engage and she's like running a ship and stuff and I was like eh, good for her you know yeah. especially because I've been watching so much Voyager lately and Jerry Ryan is just so good on that show so yeah um, I just want good things for that character uh, anyway uh, so that's coming back um, Strange New Worlds uh, they haven't said. When that's coming back yet, but um, Carol Kane is joining the show. I like Carol Kane a lot. She is. I mostly. I mostly like her from. Did you ever watch um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Uh, I saw. I think just like the first season, maybe maybe two seasons. She's like her. She's like Kimmy's like weird sexual landlord on that show. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who I like. I like her a lot on that show. So she's she's coming on the show. Um, okay, yeah, I know who that. Yeah, yeah, she's on. I just looked her up. I'm like, oh yeah, her. Yeah, um, very funny person. And she's on a lot of other things. So she's she's like she's the uh, the 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 wife of Miracle Max and yeah. Princess Bride. Anyway, uh, that's really all that they announced about that. Just like it's coming back. She's gonna be on it. Good for her. Um, they also didn't. I don't think they they didn't announce when season five of uh, of Discovery's coming back, but they like had a couple of like images. There's like an image of Michael riding a speeder bike. Apparently, uh, Mary Wiseman is going to be back in some form. I don't know if, if as okay. a main cast member yeah. or not, but um, 
and then it says, Captain Burnham and the crew of the USS Discovery uncover a mystery that sends them on an epic adventure across the galaxy to find an ancient power whose very existence has been deliberately hidden for centuries. But there are others on the hunt as well. Dangerous foes <laughs> who are desperate to claim the prize for themselves and will stop it them to get it. So very just... That sounds very Discovery. Yeah. It, well, it just it sounds like other seasons of Discovery that have already existed. Yeah. That's, um, that does pretty much... Like, that's just like seasons two through four of Discovery, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um... And then uh, Lower Deck, or so let's see, uh, Lower Decks, they've announced that they're doing another movie episode of Lower Decks. Okay. Um, which is, which would be fun. Um, and then Prodigy's first, quote unquote, like, first, first season. <laughs> finally finish. Is going to finish. It, it starts um, on uh, October 27th is when it is returning. Okay. Um, so we'll have to... So I, I think this episode uh, yeah, will probably drop to... while that while <clears throat> this episode will probably drop while that season is still airing. So okay, I watched most of the first half of the of the of the of Prodigy when it came out, but I really don't remember very much about it. So I'm probably gonna have to like refresh my memory a little bit on yeah and then finish it out. Uh, you didn't watch any? I, of it, I right? still haven't started it. No. Okay. I I might have my kids on the episode for part of it maybe if they decide to watch it with me i told them that i would fun. let them yeah. be on the show if they if they watched it so um although if i do that i have to i'm going to figure out how to actually get that recording set up because uh i'm gonna have to buy like a headphone splitter or something yeah so you know mostly it's just like them being like there's stuff coming back uh-huh but uh yeah i think it looks like once lower decks is over prodigy is the next the next thing that we're we're looking at they'll probably be like a short a short break between between uh lower decks and and prodigy hi everybody and welcome to out of contracts the show where two guys who have seen part of star trek try to watch all of it in no particular order i'm ryan howard and i'm brady jungle and today we are talking about critical care which is uh, Voyager season seven, episode five, uh, written by James Kahn, Kenneth Beller, and Robert Doherty, and directed by Terry Wendell. The memory alpha synopsis of this episode is: the Doctor's program is taken from Voyager, and he is put to work on a vast hospital ship where the twisted medical system is based on social status rather than medical condition. Very excited to talk about this episode because, yeah, I, I wonder if this may be one of the. I feel like this doesn't happen very often where we have different opinions about an episode. Yeah, because this is kind of what I was suspecting, because I was texting you a little bit during this, uh, and you stopped responding to me, and I was like, I'm pretty sure the reason you stopped responding to me is because he doesn't want me to know how he feels about this episode before we talk about it. Uh, Because I loved this episode. I thought it was so good. I was like, this is like maybe top ten Voyager episodes I've watched. I thought it was so compelling but i am not in the medical profession and you are and i wonder if that might be part of our difference of opinion i i i was yeah see that's something i was kind of like wondering about or like i i wouldn't have thought initially but then kind of as i thought more about sort of what my issues or like what it kind of got me thinking about i don't yeah i don't know if that was what it was or not because i for me it very much struck me as one of those voyager episodes where they definitely like had something to say 
worth saying and just like couldn't stick the execution and just kind of came across as like confused and muddled of what to me that was the you know kind of like the i'm trying to think of another good example like i feel like the the like capital punish or the like criminal justice system one yeah kind of it it reminded me a little of that where it's just like i i get that you're trying to say something about something but then like what's actually playing out on screen isn't really defending your point the way you think it is i don't know i don't know what it was for me but yeah it didn't it didn't feel like they really stuck the landing for me that's so interesting because uh-huh. i love the ending of this so we'll we'll we'll, really? we'll get to it when we get to it so yeah why don't you why don't you yeah. take us in and we can kind of talk about like untangle the yeah. bit by bit as we go yeah on. one one thing i will say again just because it's kind of the premise of this is it it felt also felt a little bit to me of like i i think occasionally star trek will do this i i think i don't know if if you've watched the latest season of the Orville yet, but I'm, I've talked a little bit about how no, they kind of do it this too, where it's like, it's too close to just like current reality that, right. That, that, cause, the, Cause it's like, imagine if you will, a world where the quality of medical care you receive to, like is different based on what your social class is. And it's just like, I mean, yeah, that like, that's just, <laughs> that I see that every day. That's just, is what it's like to live in America. I don't know. Yeah. And like, I mean, maybe yeah, it was I, less kind of at the forefront of people's minds in, in 1998 or whatever. I mean, um, I think that, I don't know. I think that you're underestimating like how much the myth of America still depends on the idea that it is a meritocracy, you know, like, like I, I yeah. think like more people are seeing through that veil, but like, and certainly like, in actual experience, I think a lot of people experience medicine this way, but, like, I think that, like, you still have to... The system still needs that illusion to to get by, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, I guess so, yeah. And so maybe that maybe that is part of, like, because of being in the, like, the medical system, it's, like, so obviously apparent to me that I'm just, like... I mean, yeah, that's just... You're just describing a broken healthcare system. We have that like there's no metaphor here right mm. like if you told me that the the set like instead of like a sound stage that they just filmed this episode like in the cook county emergency room and then at like northwestern i'd be like yeah that that looks about right mm. um i that's grim um <laughs> i well i think uh i don't know i i think there's some other things at play here because i i like one of the things I like, I text. One of the things I texted you is like, this is a very DS Nine episode of the mm-hmm. show politically. By which I mean that like the solution that they kind of propose is like a very like radical, borderline, uh, terroristic, yeah, I solution mean, to this problem. Sure. Which, which I am just very into. But like, like for reasons that I'll we'll discuss. Like, like yeah. I, I just, I think that like there is like a level of frustration being expressed at the end that is that is um like a very real thing that i think like it's something that i grapple with about like what is the appropriate response to, like this level of like injustice and crisis yeah because i can definitely see yeah. where like the idea for this came from right because it's like you're just like well what if you know what if like hospital administrators had to experience like the level of care that an uninsured person does? Like, I'll bet they probably wouldn't like that very much, mm-hmm. but yeah, it just, it, and and I do get the, like, you know, our heroes don't always have to be kind of like what is traditionally thought of as like heroic and like what 
what happens when they do get kind of pushed to that point of frustration. Um, so I, I, I just want to talk about the actual moral, but I can't, we got, we should talk, we need to talk. Yeah, about I'll, I'll, I'll quickly so run let's through let's do like it, the actual. I mean, can we circle back around to this? Cause I, I think plot. this is yeah. so interesting. I think it's so interesting, yeah. but yeah. So, so, so basically the episode starts out with, um, uh, in this, this hospital that is very like overcrowded and like a bunch of, you know, like there's just been kind of a, a big like mining accident. And so there's a bunch of, uh, injured people coming in and these, sort of doctors that are clearly like running around with like limited resources and this uh i've already forgotten is his name gore no gore's the guy from the thor movie um the gar i think is gar. one of their names yeah is yeah, this gar. uh like this kind of like you know sort of s- s- sneaky shifty salesman comes and, and s- tries to sell the hospital like look at this new medical device i've got and it's the doctor from voyager and he you know starts like trying to help out in this in this hospital and kind of keeps being you know told like oh we don't have that you know either don't have that level of technology or just don't have those resources and is trying to work well, in this kind of like primitive setting i think you're already you're jumping ahead a little bit because you're like i so i'm immediately on board with this episode because i like I like episodes of Voyager that are about how the doctor is in a place he isn't usually. Like, um, mm-hmm. like there, you know, that, that episode, you remember the episode where like, it's set in like the far future where like a copy of his program ended up somewhere else. And he just kind of like hangs out with these people in this other civilization for a while. And like, it's just like a different version of him or like, yeah. Um, or like, or you know, the episode where he meets Andy Dick because he has to like he his his program sure. gets transferred. Like I, I like all of the episodes like that. And then also like so before you even figure out like what the thing is of this episode, which you figure out pretty quickly. But like the the first thing you you see is that he's been kidnapped and he's like, "You kidnapped me. I don't want to be here." Yeah, like I'm not gonna just like start helping you. But then he just does because he's like, "Well, I need to help these people. people. Like yeah. there's people who are hurt, and so I need to help them." And I yeah. have to. And I, so I'm just like, I'm very like on board. I'm like, like, I'm on his side. I'm like this, you know, okay. Like I'm, I'm here. I'm with you. Like, yeah. what, you know, let's, let's go see what happens, you know? Yeah. And, and I will. Yeah. And I think the doctor, like throughout this, I think the doctor's performance, like Robert Picardo's performance is, is really, really good. Like, very yeah, totally. Um, and then, so he's, he kind of is trying to help people in this, um, you know, this very kind of like primitive sort of like field setting type hospital, um, and he, there's, he's mostly working with this, another doctor, I need to pull up memory alpha because I don't remember no one's name from this. Um, uh, the, the other doctor's name is, I think, Dysek? No, Dysek is the... Oh, Dysek is the, is the, he's like the other doctor who works the, like, in the top, blue, top level the blue doctor, area. yeah. Uh, uh Vo, Voja, or Voje, Voj, Voje, Vohe? It's Bob. V-O-J-E is his name. Okay. I don't remember... Yeah, I don't either. Um, and gonna, so, let's, let's just call him Voge. Voge, that, yeah. That, that might not be his actual name, but... Um, and, and kind of meets this uh, this kid named... Uh, Tebis. Named Tebis. That is, like, this kind of very, like, very nice, enthusiastic, like, smart kid that's just like, I want to be a doctor, too, someday, but I'm dying of a viral infection, and, like, I can't get the treatment for it. Um and what the doctor kind of starts to figure out and then becomes very clear when he later gets like transferred to another section of the hospital is that this hospital is 
sort of divided into different units that uh, patients are sort of assigned to based on um, kind of their, they've installed this computer that determines what people's like worth to society is and people that are like, you know, more like provide more to society or are considered more important get like this top level of care where they're in this like well-lit private rooms, like personal nurses giving them whatever they want, you know, and are getting all, they're getting treatments that are like not, that are like kind of basically like elective. Like they get like anti-aging treatment every day to like help them live longer. And, but it's like the same medicine that would be like life-saving for these people down in kind of the, the lower budget, um, hospital, but because those people are considered like less important to society, they're not getting the same level of care, and they're not being. They call it the allocator of like this machine that determines kind of what resources go to which people. I will say, I like if I had one criticism about this episode, it might be that I don't under- understand like what the res like like what the like the situation is with the patients in uh, the the higher level is called like the blue level, I think, right? Yeah. And, it seems like they're all, it's all, like, inpatient, like, because they, they, like, have beds and stuff, but, like, none of them are getting actual necessary medical yeah. care. So they, it's, like, they, wouldn't, they, do they, wouldn't, they just, like, like <laughs> wouldn't they just, like, stop in, you know? Yeah, and have, then, like, a little, like, drive through clinic where it's, like, okay, get yeah. your daily, like, anti-aging injection. Right. Um, yeah, because they say, I think they say at some point that, like, this, like, this patient gets this thing, like, every day. And it's just, like, but don't they also, like, go to their job? Like, how long do they stay just laying yeah. here in a hospital bed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And and so what the doctor initially starts essentially like stealing supplies from or like stealing medication from the top level and they'll like smuggle it down and bring it back down to the lower level to give to give it to all these people like to give it to Tebis and then ends up kind of giving it to like other people with the same disease. And he ends up kind of getting caught and being like restricted to only being in the top level. And what he then what he ends up doing is kind of gets fr- frustrated enough. I think it's after Tebis dies that this happens, because because basically Tebis like what what they tell him is like oh like you were trying because you were trying to help and like giving all these people this medication that used up their medication allotment for the year, and so like they couldn't get any more care and then they all then then they died. Yeah, and kind of try to like blame the doctor on it of like you were you know you thought you were trying to help and you just kind of made the situation worse because yeah because they said what happened to Tebis he had like a like a secondary infection or something yeah and they couldn't give like he had used up his whole medication allotment with all this these like extra treatments the doctor had been giving him that they like couldn't give him kind of basic antibiotics um this is one and this is one of the things I liked is just that like the I I think that, that, that him dying is kind of like this unexpectedly dark turn because you kind of, I kind of thought, I mean, you've seen this episode before, but like, I kind of thought that like, it was going to be, I thought that he was out of the woods. Like I, I, cause like he seems fine. Yeah. yeah and so I thought like, like, okay, so he, he was going to be and like, Tevis, start helping the doctor. Yeah. He and Tevis and Vogue are going to kind of start doing this little underground thing where they're like helping out and then like, they're going to get in trouble or something. But then like, he, you don't even see him die. It's just like, he comes back to. Yeah. Um, there's like someone else in his bed. Yeah. He comes back out. Someone else is his bed. And then like. Uh, Vo just like yeah he died like he's he's dead like it's just like oh like wow like that's yeah it is that kind of uh, shock of I I always appreciate that in storytelling where like you do where like you I mean I 
generally don't appreciate killing off characters, but but just kind of that moment where like you think you know kind of how things are going to go, mm-hmm. and like you see the way that your heroes are going to like work their way out of it, and then it's just kind of out of the blue suddenly like shut down. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like the it's, thing that you were sort of like that was the whole plan the whole time is just suddenly like cut off, and you're just like, oh, like you feel kind of the hopelessness that the character feels at that point. I feel like. Yeah, it's 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 the Watchmen uh, like I did it thirty five minutes ago thing. You know, like that's why that's one of the reasons why that story has so much oof is just like that one moment of like the whole thing leading to them being like we're gonna stop you and then him being like no oh, sorry I already I already did it <laughs> yeah no like, not, I'm not stupid enough like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it has happened yeah yeah so and so yeah so then like what the what the doctor ends up doing is basically like kidnaps the the hospital administrator that's been kind of like making all of this happen and like injects him with the same virus but also has like hacked the computer system so that it thinks that he is a like lower level patient well he actually i think he they he like injects him with the virus but also with some of like Tebus's dna or something like that because the computer yeah the computer thinks that he's he's tebus yeah yeah um, and so he's like laying there dying in like the the red level and like can't get treatment um and the doctor basically kind of like blackmails him into like transferring a bunch of like red level patients up to blue level where they can start getting treatment and mm. kind of right about like right as this is all happening uh he gets rescued by Voyager who <laughs> This is actually a part of it. Like, I think my favorite part of the episode was all of the was like whenever they would cut back to Voyager and Janeway, like trying to track down the Doctor. Yeah, there was some good um, stuff here it, too. It there. presented, I, and I think it was kind of one of those nice, like it was essentially used as kind of like right, like this is a very like heavy episode, and then that would be kind of almost like comic relief. Well, you except know, for that little, one like, scene where he, stuff. Except for that one scene where ne- Neelix poisons a man. <laughs> sure. Which is which I but also was loved. Done, I, feel I like loved that. Funny way. <laughs> it was yeah. great. Yeah, because because essentially what Voyager figured out is that like this guy Gar, when he had come on the ship, he had like complained like after eating something Neelix gave him, he was just like, oh no, I like have food poisoning and have to go to sick bay. And then while he was there, he stole the doctor's program. Um, and so and Neelix, Neelix is feels like bad, very, yeah. yeah, feels very guilty about that. And Janeway tries to tell him, like, no, he would have found a way to steal something no matter what. And Neelix still is still like, I still feel like, like some, like I still like contributed to this happening, and like I wanna, I wanna be part of like making this right. And then they cut back to Voyager, who's kind of like going on this sort of wild goose chase of tracking down this guy. So they'll sort of go from like per, place to place that he's been, and that person's like, oh, he like left like he stole my you know my regulators wife. and then like he was going off to this other mining colony and they have to like go to that mining colony um at one point my, my yeah, favorite... at one point someone's like he stole my wife which and by the way i don't yes. recognize that actor yeah it was jerry from i immediately I was, was like i heard his voice and i was like that's jerry um I, I had the same thing i was like is that is that Jerry? Is that uh, just the timing we're going for? Yeah, and it was. It but then, then to my avoid favorite part of that is that then, like, like they finished talking to him, and he's just like very sad, and he's just like, I, you know, I gave him this thing because my wife wanted, and then my wife left me for him, and and then they like cut to the way they shoot it. I think is great because they're like he's on a view screen. They're kind of going back and forth between Janeway talking to him and him, and mm-hmm. then 
they cut to the view screen and the view screen's showing his wife because that's the next person they talk to. Yeah. Um, and she's just like, oh, like, you know how it is with exciting men. And then it cuts back to Janeway, who's just completely, like, slumped in her chair with, like, her head in her hands. Yeah. And, like, so, like, Janeway's, I feel like the whole episode is, I think, like, like complete, like, doesn't have time for this is, like, entirely over it Janeway is one of my favorite Janeways yeah well that, that also is a great that's that great scene where where the that woman is uh she's afraid that like Janeway is also in love with Gar and she's <laughs> so she yeah. lies and says that she's she's dating Tuvok and like the, the face Tuvok like, makes her he's just she, like reaches and grabs his hand he's like ah, yeah okay fine like that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's so yes. good we it's are a- romantically involved <laughs> yeah it's it's really good it's great yeah, I think the whole, like, all of the Janeway and Tuvok, like, tracking down this guy is so fun in this episode for me. And then eventually they do find him, and he's like, well, you can't prove that I did anything. And they're, like, have him in the brig, and Tuvok is sort of doing trying to do a, like, bad cop, like, threaten him. And then Neelix comes in and is like, oh, well, you know, I, like, I'm here, just here to give you your your food. And he starts eating it, and he's like, oh, I didn't realize, like, that this food has, like... The, these worms in it, worm root. Yeah, yeah, that causes like forty-eight hours of excruciating like pain, and he's just like, "Well, you know, we could help you, but we don't have our doctor in sick bay." Yeah, only it's such a, a shame. Our doctor is the only person who, who's authorized to give the antidote. I think is what he says, or something like that. Um, yeah. and, and then like, at one point, like Tuvix is like, Tuvix is like, or tu, not Tuvix, uh, Tuvok is like, yeah, Neelix, did you? Did you? Uh, what does he say? He says like, "Did you poison this man or something?" Like, yeah. like well, you were gonna mind meld with them. Or it's, it's really, I don't know. It's just really good. Where it's just like friendly Neelix is like suddenly turned into this like hard, yeah, you know. like a little like more sinister than you ever realized. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, so they end up like finding and sort of rescuing the doctor right as that all kind of um kind of hits its climax. And then uh, and then there's a scene at the end where. Um, which I think is Seven of Nine's, like, only scene in the... It was one of those I forgot she was on the show until this scene type of things. But Seven and, and the Doctor are in sickbay, and Seven... Or the Doctor asks Seven to kind of, like, just ch- check his programming and make sure that he wasn't malfunctioning. Because he's, like, really... You know, now that he's kind of reflected on it, he's like, I, like, abducted and poisoned a man to try to get what I wanted, like, and kind of wants to believe that there was some malfunction or like something broken in his programming and that's why he did it and she's like nope you're fine that was that was all you buddy mm-hmm. which great like i love i love this which i can which i'll explain but like i yeah i do too i like what they were going for with it but it is one of those things that i feel like if you think about like it, it breaks down a little bit because he is like a computer program with ethical safeguards that then, like, the kind of implication of that is that, like, what he did was actually, like, perfectly ethical according to, like, those standards. Which is, that's what I, I like about it. I don't that's think what, is what they were trying to say, but... I but that's... Know. Well, that's funny, because that's exactly what I like about it. Like, it, it, which, you know, we can... So, okay. I, how so, how, yeah, do, we, how I think, do we organize talking this about is, this? I think this is, like, this is a hard thing to, like, yeah. discuss. Well, I think, the, I think the root of this is... I think what the root of our, like, disagreement on this is going to be is, like... I think that the doctor was actually like acting unethically pretty much through the 
a whole episode. <laughs> okay, so tell me. I want to. I want to hear why. Because I. 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 I really. That's really yeah. interesting to me. Because I. I like, and like I don't. I'm not saying that he was like in the wrong. I just think like the like the things he did were actually. I would still consider unethical, right? Because so there's. A, I think there's two things at play here, and like one is the issue of, and I, it wasn't totally of like. Because they make it seem, I think what what muddles it for me is that they make it seem like the reason that they sort of instituted this this allocator and like this system is because they had like limited, basically like limited resources that they didn't have, like that they had to triage because they like didn't have enough to treat everybody with, and so they had to like come up with some system to determine like who got treatment and who didn't, which is like a real problem in medicine like and and something i guess like because of the time i've spent in like transplant like in transplant it's like sort of the most sort of clear cut of a problem because you like you literally have like a, a specific like a finite number of like kidneys or livers or hearts available and like there are more people that need a liver than there are livers mm-hmm. and so you you have to have some type of system to determine like who to give it to and what our kind of sure. current system and listing is based off of is basically like who needs it the soonest, like who's kind of the sickest and like most likely to die without it. And so you like allocate it. So like the sickest people get it first and then you kind of work your way down the list. Um, and, but, and, and, and they do kind of like, I, cause I feel like when they are first describing it, they make it sound like this is sort of like what they decide, how they decided to prioritize a limited resource. And then I think they try to like, they try to kind of dial it back because they're like, oh yeah, like the same, right? Like this medication's being used for an unnecessary, like anti-aging, like almost like cosmetic thing in like the rich people and like could be saving these people's lives that are dying. So like clearly it should be given to to those people because like the, the people that are actually getting it don't really need it, right? You're, you're sort mm-hmm. of doing a like, oh, like it's like, you know, like all of our pharmaceutical budget is going to like Viagra and not, you know, like insulin or chemotherapy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but, but yeah, I think that's because, and then because essentially what the doctor's doing, even though like his heart's in the right place, he's still kind of like unilaterally making the decision of like, right. Like at, at least at the start, like he's just like, okay, well like this guy is going to get treatment because I like him. And like, there's a whole like deck full of other people that are sick that, like aren't getting treatment for whatever they have and he just kind of picks this one thing and like this one person because he has like some personal connection to it so it's still like him kind of unilaterally deciding who gets treated and who doesn't which is i I feel like that's i see what you're saying but like he ends up treating a lot of people though you know like he yeah he but it's still i think you're just and again i i get that it kind of like right that you you sort you sort of like microcosmed it for the purpose of storytelling that like you kind of focus it with like this one specific drug and like because he likes just keeps taking this cytoglobulin and giving it to the people with this viral like it's like everyone you know they're like there's 17 other people on this deck with this viral infection and so he starts kind of a treatment routine for all of them but yeah but like you also yeah and so it's one of those that like i i definitely get what they were like the point they were trying to make and i agree with the point they were trying to make and for some reason, just like watching it play out, I kept being like, but I feel like the doctor is still kind of being unethical here. That it's just like, he's just kind of deciding 
based on like whatever like just his own opinion hmm. kind of who should get treatment and i guess it like be and it, and it is just kind of i think because i guess it is a lot of it's because i'm in medicine like specifically in transplant where that is like allocation is such a big topic and like yeah. right, like people have lost their like have lost their licenses because they try to like game the system to like get their own patient a transplant faster like so it used to be that like yeah one of like the factors like moves you up the list is like if you're in like uh intensive care unit versus if you're like in the hospital or at home and so like there would be like you know transplant surgeons that would just like find some excuse to like transfer their patient to an ICU when they didn't really need it. And like, then you're taking up an ICU bed that someone else doesn't get and getting an organ that like someone somewhere else doesn't get because it's like, well, this is my patient. And like, and again, like a lot of times probably with like the best intentions, cause like you, right. Cause your patient is the one that like, you know, and have a relationship with and like, you want to see them get mm-hmm. better, but you're kind of not thinking about who's not getting a limited resource because of that. Yeah. I, and it's which is a, obviously like a tough topic, but yeah, I think it it kind of yeah it kind of for me sort of came across just a little too much of like him deciding to play God instead of like he's like well just like my opinion on who gets treated and who doesn't is just like better than this hospital administrator's opinion, which I agree with. But it but is like, like like that's it the is. thing. Is it like it? Cause... But yeah, but like does he what get you know? I, so I don't think you're wrong. I, I, don't, I don't think I think that's a totally valid read on it. I I think I think that there's a couple of extenuating circumstances to it. Like one of which being that like most doctors aren't kidnapped and like forcibly impressed into also true service. Yeah. Um, you know I, I I think but but like the to me I get I get that perspective. I didn't it didn't come out that way to me because it just seemed like most of what you see him do. One of the things you didn't talk about in your synopsis um, was the subplot where he gets Dyson on his side by basically pointing out the the resource allocation problem. Oh yeah, that he because he's like trying. He's like, well, we should try to get like some extra cytoglobin allocated and like you don't have to worry about what happens to it. And then he points out that like, well, like we were too efficient last month. And so then they're just going to like give us less resources this month. Is that a thing in medicine? Cause like that's, that's definitely a thing in companies. Like, 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 yeah, uh, I, 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 I don't know for sure. Like I, I have managed to like not be at all involved in the kind of like administration, like, funding supply side of it mm-hmm. um i wouldn't be surprised if it is though again just because it's like i feel a fairly common thing in most most places where you have like one person who's kind of like doling out resources to everyone like all the like departments and everything so yeah i, I would imagine mm-hmm. there is a degree of like kind of your yeah well yeah i know it, it happens it happens with i guess the i don't know if this I, this is a resource but like with with um or times so, mm-hmm. like, a, you know, a surgical department kind of has sort of their, like, scheduled times where, like, you can schedule cases during, like, these blocks of time on these days in the operating room. And, yeah, like, if you don't, if you, like, kind of aren't filling up your schedule with cases, then, like, at some point they'll sort of review that and be like, okay, well, you know, like, we can be using that time for, like, another department. And so, yeah, so you will sometimes sort of if you're not sure if someone's going to need surgery or not, you'll like put them on the schedule and then end up canceling them so that you get to like keep that block time. 
So yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that happens in like a lot of areas. Yeah. Again, I don't I don't know this for sure, but it seems like the sort like from what I know, it seems likely to happen in a lot of things in medicine. Yeah. With kind of resource allocation in that. So so anyway, like I I think that like to me, like the perspective that the show is going for is like not really that he's picking and choosing. Like obviously, like, he cares about Tebas in particular because he has a connection with him, but like. Mostly what he's doing, especially because because he's kind of like skimming the he's skimming the supplies off of like the blue level, it, like is that he's just reallocating them to people who need them. Like 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 I don't think it really gets that much into it. I, I felt like the implication yeah. was just that like he's taking you know these like you know blood transfusion stuff that just helps these people anti anti age and he's just bringing it down to like it, you know it seems most of the people who are like in that that those bottom area it's like he's not giving it to people he's not giving it to poor people who are fine who need who who want who you want it for anti aging right. he's just it's giving like it to the, people who need the it the people that are actively dying of a curable yeah thing. which yeah. then to me again i'm not saying your perspective is wrong but like that was just my read on it was just that like he's he is reallocating it in an ethical way he's reallocating it toward people who are in need of of the the medicine and we we just don't i just didn't really feel like the episode needed to get into like the nitty-gritty but that's it's i i truly understand your perspective it's like that used to drive me crazy when i would watch you know going back to parks and rec going watch parks and rec and like i know how city governments work and there would be things that happen on that show that would drive me nuts because like of, you can't just do that. Yeah, because I work in a newspaper, and so I know that that's not how city councils work. That's not how you know the city the city interacts with the school board, or that you know you can't you can't like you can't have the, there's no such zoning that exists that would like put a fast food restaurant like in the middle of a neighborhood or whatever you know there's like so like i i understand like there's you know you're the mind the mind runs amok like when when you're talking about a thing that is like a thing that you're personally an expert on so i'm i again i'm not i'm not um i'm not trying to argue with your perspective i'm just kind of like sharing uh my own if that makes sense yeah no and i do think that's really interesting that like kind of how like that it, I, I guess it does do a better job of kind of making its point or like is is more effective than I I think I yeah that I probably sort of like forced too much of my own <laughs> thoughts onto it when it actually is like kind of effectively saying what it's trying to well so I, I feel like oh, I never sorry. like at no point did I disagree with like what it was saying mm-hmm. it's just yeah for some reason I kept getting kind of bogged down in the details of like what the doctor was actually doing and being like yeah. I, you, like I don't know that you can do that. Right. And I, I understand that. I, so, I, like, from my perspective, I, I think, first of all, I think that, like, I think your your criticism of it as being facile, I think that is, I understand that. Because I, I think that, like, yeah, you're just, you're just describing, like, a thing that exists. I think that, like, I think part of that is that I do think it probably more nakedly exists now than it did in the 90s um, or the 2000s. Or yeah, or, or that at least, like, more kind of attention has been called to it. Right. Um, you know, I think, like, it's become, you know, it's it's been, I feel like, a big, for the last, like, decade or so, it's been a big, like, political issue and, like, a big kind of thing people have campaigned on. And well, then... Well, and I think you also have, like... variable degrees of success. Well, I think um, you also have, like, the rise of, like, the kind of billionaires who are based, who are seeking, like, virtual immortality, too, where it's, like, I think that... Yeah. Like 
it's always been the case that like if you are rich you get the medical care you need and if you're poor you don't but like i think that more and more like we are seeing like the rise of like boutique non-necessary medical care i mean none of that's always existed mm-hmm. too but i feel like that's much more prominent now than maybe when this episode even aired like and so like you you see these people who are getting this anti-aging stuff and all i can think about is like jeff bezos you know at this point you know which i don't think was really right. necessarily like as much in the water when this episode came out you know yeah and, or even like steve jobs or that yeah yeah and, and, and so like it's one of those things kind of like kind of like um when we watched the way to Eden, which, which, by the way, I know we were talking about this off air, but like, which we both like really liked, and then like I re- found out later is like some I, I saw like a list online of like the ten worst Star Trek episodes, and that was on there. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But it's just generally yeah, like, that's not, not well liked episode. And we were both like super into it. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's one like I could see how it's not everyone's cup of tea, but again, like there's you can think so quickly of so many like objectively worse episodes of television (laughs) yeah whether or not you like are into like a bunch of hippies doing rad musical numbers on the enterprise for half an hour yeah there's so many more boring episodes of of star trek but anyway like the in the same way where that one we were kind of like we watched that episode that we recorded that just came out when we were recording this that was the most recent episode that that aired uh of our show and i was listening to it again just yeah just reminding myself of like yeah how like there's this weird like covid parallel that exists in that episode that didn't exist when yeah when the episode was written and like i do feel like there's a little bit of like the like the level of evil to which like the the people who live in the in the people who live and who facilitate the level blue i feel like that is so much more evident now even when this episode then even when this episode, maybe maybe that's yeah. maybe that's my naivete because when this episode came out i was like you know 20 or i was like 12 or something but i i don't think so i sure. think i think that like the awareness of it is higher and i think that like the the level of human suffering the kind of extreme yeah i know. guess i mean i haven't so i haven't seen the the ds9 episode about the bell riots but i wonder if it's a similar sort of thing we're like yes there was like housing inequality then but like it's it seems like it was like it seems kind of more like just because it's more extreme and more visible now yeah it it's even more well you and you you know if it's something you pay attention to like you're seeing now and again maybe this has always been happening and i'm i'm not saying it hasn't always been happening you know my certainly my social awareness is better now than it was when ds9 was on the air you know but like you see all like like there's so much with like anti-homeless stuff in California specifically, you know, because there's a large homeless yeah. co- co- you know population in California that like is constantly being like evicted from places and beaten by cops, and like you see all these things where like and th- this is a thing that is happening more now, where you see in the last like ten years, like the the way that infrastructure is being changed to deter homeless people from existing in it like you know you see like how yeah how like benches are having like these weird little like handrails in the middle of them now so that people can't sleep on them and and right. like stuff like that where it's like yeah you're seeing you're seeing this where, where like truly like like i still you know that episode that that the, we are about a year and a half away from when that episode is set and it's like if you're telling me that like the government it, like if, if in a year and a half there are there are governments in California that are like basically running like 
homeless encampments that kind of serve as like open air prisons. Like I still believe that could be a thing that like, like, like that does not sound like a hundred percent away from a thing that could exist by that time, yeah. you know? And which is like crazy. Like, um, and that, and that is different than it was back then. Like that, you know, that was them trying to predict the future. And yeah, I, I think this isn't quite as stark as that, but I do think that there is like this level of, and it's funny cause it's like, I think I, I watched it and I was like, this episode is so relevant and you watched it and you were like, this episode is kind of like simplistic in like what it's, it, there's no metaphor there, which I think like those are both valid views on the material. It's just fu- funny to see how we both kind of like responded to that differently. Yeah. But, uh, so I think that's part of what I liked about it. I think the other thing I really liked about it though is, is like the kind of a combination of like wish fulfillment and like kind of like horrific moral calculus that is like playing out in this could because in the in the sort of third act yeah because because i think that like the the scene where neelix poisons that guy and also the scene where the doctor poisons the guy he poisons like those yeah. are both kind of like they're really good tv they're really good tv moments of of like the kind of thing that ha- happening that you kind of always sort of like wish would happen in real life, even if you like you're like you wouldn't actually say that you wish it would really happen to a real person, but you're like, I wish someone could just be made to see like what what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, that like some like hospital administrator like spent a day yeah. sitting in the ER getting like being treated like they were uninsured. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that just feels it feels good to watch. Like it's it's yeah. like when you know Kim used to watch the show. Revenge. I can't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but she always watched a show called Revenge, which is about this woman who like had a bunch of bad stuff happen to her as she was young by these rich people, and so she kind of like spends, especially the first season of the show, like kind of coming back to her t- hometown and like exacting these kind of like weirdly specific, elaborate revenge plots on everyone that hurt her, and then she would okay, I didn't sort of watch- like Count of Monte Cristo type type thing. Yeah, and and I didn't watch the show, but like Kim would tell me about the different revenge things that I would tell her whether I thought that was like justified in the world of the show. So basically like we, we made a joke of like, we still use this term sometimes when we're talking about like this kind of thing in a, in a movie or a show where I'll, I would say like, that's TV. Okay. Like, like where it's like, it's, uh-huh. you know, like it, it is a crime, it, but, indie, like... but it's, it's, it's not that I would like, not that I would, not that I would like recommend that happening in real life, but like, in like the exaggerated like kind of moral calculus of like a fictional television program, like I think that's like a justifiable thing I to do just, in that context or sure. or not. You know, so TV okay is what we would say. And so I think that like what they're doing I think is absolutely TV okay to these people. Like like poisoning these people for for you know for their cruelty or, or just to like make them prove a point. And, and in the doctor's case, yeah. like you know, like being not only proving a point but then also being like that ended up being like less him making a point and more him forcing the administrator to manipulate like the system to like get coercion. more people promoted yeah. to level blue, you know, is like his ultimate end game there. Yeah. And, and, and he does kind of like you, you said before, like it, it, I, I forgot to mention that when he is doing this part, like he, he does get like, um, Dysick, who is sort of the head doctor in level blue, the like top level yeah, kind of comes down and like, is clearly on his side as well because of he's been convinced by kind of this like learning about how the allocation works with like yeah well like if you do too good of a job then you get less resources the next time right and so he's like 
he kind of also agrees that this is a messed up system and so is also trying to be like yeah so like at first the administrator's like Dysic you know help me and he's like I'm you know the computer says that you're level red so I can't give you anything right but like I'm sure if like everyone that had your condition qualified for level blue we'd be happy to help you type of thing. Yeah. Well, I think, too, like, a, a small point, because I, I do think that, like, you know, I think your criticisms are valid. I also think that, like, one thing that this episode doesn't really grapple with that I think you could make a criticism about is what you were talking about with the transplant stuff, which is that, like, there isn't actually enough medicine f- to go around for everybody. And so, like, how yeah, do you deal with that? Yeah, and I think, th- I think, maybe, that, I think like, that was a big thing for me, is that I think if you had removed that as a plot point, because I think th- at least, and maybe I just misunderstood, but it, it seemed to me like when they were first kind of explaining the system to the doctor that like that was the case and that was sort of the initial reason for putting the system in place is that we didn't have enough resources. And I think that was then what kind of muddled all the rest of it for me is that like, so you're just deciding that your way of reallocating your resources is better than the than the like the way the that allocator. is in place, which I agree it is, but like, te- like, you know, it still doesn't seem right for, like, one person to kind of just decide that. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you had just had it be, like, like if you had not kind of ha- had the scarcity element be part of it and be, like... Cause it, cause, and then I think, like, as it plays out, like, it seems more likely. So like, we have plenty of cytoglobin just sort of, like, sitting in storage, and, like, we just need to, like... And like, they're just not giving it to these people because it would be, like, you know, not cost-effective or too expensive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then uh, it kind of feels more justifiable. I and then as far as the actual like poisoning part, I do find that interesting. Like I don't think I made that connection between the two in my mind. But for me, I don't know. For some reason, I felt like I was okay with Neelix doing it and like not okay with the doctor doing it. And I I'm now I'm trying to like kind of like re- introspect and like figure out why that's the case. That's so funny because I actually I I think I feel the opposite way. Where like I I think both of them are like totally TV okay, but that I I am I think this again this is this is like so entwined with like our personal experiences and our personal interests, which I think is really interesting because like I think what the doctor is doing, I am much more on board with because he is solving a problem that it's hard to imagine in the logic of the show how he could solve it another way and also like he's solving like something that i feel very strongly about like this is like a this is like a concrete injustice whereas what neelix is doing is like closer to the like like would you torture a terrorist to find a bomb type thing which i don't which I yeah. which I don't like because that's because that's a thing that like conservatives use as like an argument in favor of torture you know like like yeah uh, yeah and I don't know why like for I, again like I do not condone torturing prisoners but yeah I think Neelix like for some reason like strikes me like fits in that kind of TV okay realm where I'm just like oh it's Neelix he's just like it's and it's like a harmless thing it's just like making the guy yeah he's just like, really gassy like yeah but but yeah I, it's that's just funny um, though because yeah i i felt, yeah. i was like the i felt the opposite where i was just like and yeah like the doctor again like maybe it's just like maybe it's because he's a doc i think part of it might be like because he's a doctor and so like for some reason even though he's also a fictional character i like hold him to medical ethics yeah in a way that like Neelix I'm just like oh it's just Neelix being Neelix yeah so um but yeah but like right that like you just the idea of like intentionally giving someone a disease in order to like prove a point or coerce them I'm just like kind of have too much of like a gut reaction against I guess yeah so so I want to I want to go back to like the point I was making because I I yeah I think that that's really interesting but so I think 
the the one of the things that I think they kind of touch on very briefly in this with this the poisoning of the of the medical administrator is that like not only is like it not right the way that their system is set up but like it also is like it doesn't even make sense in the justification they've set up because the doctor points out like there are a lot of people who like have benefit to and not even like potential benefit but like actual benefit to society that that like are not included in like the blue group you know like like that they do a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and it's 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 kind of like the you know like the thing of of like don't you like like calling like uh you know people like laborers like unskilled laborers versus skilled laborers where it's like you know that what does that mean like it's it's like you know, the, the, you need these people. Yeah, As we saw, like, like on COVID, how happened, quickly like, would society workers, break so down need, if we didn't have garbage collectors? Type yeah, of thing. you you need those kinds of people more than you need like engineers. Yeah, those are the in, essential in a lot ones. of ways. You know, like uh, and or not engineers necessarily, but you know, you know what I mean. Like you, like yeah. people who who would be more qualified for that. And so, and he kind of like makes that point when he's like, "Yeah, there's a lot of people actually who you could probably make the case that they should be in blue anyway, like including you know you or, or whoever." And <laughs> yeah. I, and and so I think that was like I think there's just so many weird like at the end of this episode, I feel like there's just so many interesting like points that are kind of all like sparking off in my brain for this. And, but then I think ultimately though, like the other thing about it is that like that I think is the thing that really makes this episode like the most potent for me is that like it takes this wish fulfillment concept of these two people like committing these like acts of violence to to uh, accomplish like these you know these these just ends you know that that you're kind of like the sort of thing that you see in a movie or TV show and you're like oh yeah like I you know I wish that's the way the world worked you know even if it, like i can't actually just and then but then like with that especially at the end when when he has seven check in on him and she's like yeah sorry everything's working right where like i think that kind of like it, it takes that idea and turns it into like this like what do you actually do with this like like it, it's it's them it feels like them and this is i think the most ds9 thing about it because ds9 is the only other star trek show that i've ever really seen grapple with this idea of like when are like acts of terror like, justified you know like crimes. like yeah. like that that it it grapples with this idea of like this is happening and traditional solutions for dealing with it are not effective and what is the solution here like like it really it made me think about this thing this article this gawker article that i read last year called um, i was looking it up while you were talking called the joe mansion trolley problem and uh if i remember i'll try to link it in the in the show notes but and it's it's this it's this really just kind of like dark but like something that I really just found grappling with where basically it's like in the face of what is happening and in the face of, of what is happening on earth and in the, and, and, and in the face of like the system working as intended, just leading to more misery and like a worse outcome for everyone. Like what, like, is there a point where like actually the ethical thing to do is to blow up a pipeline is to assassinate somebody like, 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 and I'm not 
you know, for the CIA people or NSA people listening to this, I'm not saying <laughs> yes, I'm going to go out and do that. I'm too much of a wimp to actually try to do something like that. Like, you know, like, hey, frankly, I mean, if and, if somebody from the FBI, like, wants to double the listenership of our podcast, I might be OK. Yeah. With <laughs> um, but anyway, I, like I, uh, the the I, I think that like that, that's what the article is about. It's just like. What are we supposed to do about this? Like, like it, you know, it, it's, and I think I, I honestly, I think that like, that's what that episode, that's the episode ends with this thing that I just think is like so like, kind of like radical, but just even just like from a thought experience, it, it's like everything that I think like sci-fi is supposed to do, which is like challenge like the way you're thinking about like these topics, where like it really is like, yeah, what are we supposed to do about this? Like, is is there an outcome where like committing violence like like that, that like we're eating the rich is the ethical thing to do because ultimately that is the thing that's going to spur change where that is the thing that is going to result in the most amount of good for the most amount of people and like so it, it really kind of takes this thing of like this thing that like it's fun to think about this happening this stuff happening in this episode and then like taking and being like oh maybe we should be doing this and it takes this idea that like is kind of fun to think about in the abstract and turns it into this like sort of challenging kind of a scary thing of like oh like what is our responsibility in this in this context and i just found that to be like very like i don't know just very like kind of dangerous and challenging and like yeah i don't know i i just it really spoke to me in a way that like it's so rare, especially for Voyager, which is a show that I generally like, but like, I don't know, like, I, I just don't see that much of this kind of thing going on in Voyager where they're taking these ideas and like pushing them to these uh, extremes. Yeah, um, that's true. Is Voyager does, Voyager's MO does much more seem to be like kind of stopping a little bit short of too far. Well, it's a very, I mean, like for all of Voyager's good things about it like it is i think it, it is it is very much like the bill clinton presidency uh <laughs> show you know like like even though i even though like obviously yeah, like that's fair so you know uh i guess tng was mostly over by the time the clinton got elected but like but like you know certainly like uh ds9 took place in like the clinton era but like i it, it just feels there's in the same way that like enterprise is the bush era Trek, I do think that like, yeah, uh, Voyager is the Clinton era Trek, and everything that kind of entails with which is just kind of like it's like usually well-meaning but not particularly radical liberalism, you know, like uh, uh-huh. and you know and, and ends up like accidentally propping up a lot of like pretty harmful stuff, you know, in, in some of its like politics. Um, and so for it to kind of like go off on this like on this this tangent that is very unlike how this show usually operates. I don't know. I just found it very, 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 very compelling, as you can tell from this episode's runtime and and my probably sure. talking over you too much about it. Like, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just I just I don't. And like I said, I don't I don't think you're wrong at all. I just I just that was just how I felt about it. It is really like stuck in my mind after watching it which is just more than i can say for most yeah. episodes of star trek period. yeah no i think that's fascinating and I, and I agree like i i also like don't like disagree with anything you've said or think that you're wrong and i i fi- do find it interesting that like it, it the episode is kind of capable of of having that degree of like compelling and and thought-provoking even though it like didn't really for me mm-hmm. so but uh yeah yeah and, and like i think ultimately like 
agree or not, like, I think that, like, there's something, there is something that is undeniably compelling about this episode because it really caused us to, like, think about this and talk about it. Like, regardless of how you come down That's on true, it, like, yeah. I think that, like... It is, yeah, I mean, I, I did like, definitely frisson, take, like, like of something to fullest it. page of notes I've taken in a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I would say, regardless of how you feel about this stuff and honestly like i might i might tell my dad to listen to to watch this episode and listen to and listen to us talk about it like because i do occasionally if there's like a a medicine based one that we we talk about and I, i'd be curious to hear his thoughts about it too or your dad you know um yeah yeah so uh yeah i wonder if that maybe this would have been a good one to have like a, a guest on i didn't think about it yeah. just now well i mean i didn't know what it was about until until we started watching it yeah so. that's true anyway Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, the only other thing I want to talk about, this is like not really related to the themes of the episode, but I did think this episode had like strikingly good CGI for this show and this time period. There's like a few scenes of like the exterior of like this world that, um, that, yeah, because it's this sort of like, it's this sort of like almost like orbiting, st- like cloud city like station. Yeah. It's kind of like hovering above the world. And yeah, I agree. It did look really cool. Yeah, like, they, usually, like, this is the kind of thing that, like, I feel like they would oftentimes just resort to, like, a static matte painting or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they actually, like, do animate it, and it, it, it you know. Yeah, because they'll sort of, like, move around it, or, like, they'll have little, like, fires kind of, like, flaring up from yeah. smokestacks and stuff. It looked cool. I was I was into it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anything else you yeah, wanted to... Yeah, it did to... look good. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was, I was just saying it did look good. I, I think there were a couple other... I mean, I, I personally, like, really... I, I'm sure it's not actually like a difficult visual effect, but I really like the effect whenever they like turn the doctor's mobile emitter on and off. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. someone sort of like ho- either holds it up to like where his arm would be and like pushes a button and he appears, or like kind of like pushes it and it disappears and they like are holding onto it. Um, for some reason, that's always one of those that, again, like I think looks cooler. Like it's probably very like kind of like the earliest of visual effects where you just like stop the camera and like make the person leave the scene and then start it again but but yeah i just really like the way it looks whenever they do it what did you um what do you what do you think would happen if like someone pushed the mobile emitter like while they were by the ground or something you, you know what i mean like <laughs> what would happen yeah. like would it come up would it would it if they weren't holding it at like exactly shoulder level yeah like would it would it would it appear around his leg or would he just like appear like part way into the the ground you know yeah i i i don't know for some reason i imagine him just like appearing partway into the ground yeah or like only part of him appearing although that's funnier. I guess presumably it couldn't like project through an opaque surface though so it would really just be like half of his only half of his body generates yeah but then if you like what if you just like grabbed it and like pulled it up would he like the rest of him form as you did that that's a good question <laughs> it is kind of like the uh what's the episode the episode of deep space nine where like someone they beam people away and one of them is like lounging on yes, like, yes, the, a couch yeah that's the <laughs> just like somewhere somewhere else like someone is just like you know two feet off the ground like horizontal above a hover pad and just kind of goes crashing to the floor yeah um all right anything else you want to talk about <laughs> that's all i have okay well thank you everybody for listening uh this is a really fun episode i, I really enjoyed talking with you about this one um I'm... yeah me too i think one of, one of my favorites really i think to, to talk, talk about. about with you and, um, yeah, so in a couple, we do this every other Sunday. So in a couple of weeks, we will be back with, um, a much less, uh, I think philosophical <laughs> episode of this show. Yes. The episode where they go on the holodeck and play dress up. Yeah. For an hour. Uh, elementary dear data, which is TNG season two, 
episode three. Uh, so you can come back and check that one out with us. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at contracts. You can email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com. You can visit our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com. Or you can follow us on YouTube at Out of Contracts. Contracts is spelled C-O-N-T-R-E-K-S. You can also check out the other shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There is Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. There's That's Not How Science Works, which is a science and pop culture podcast. And there is Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye.